Hello precious one. You are once again welcome to the hour of liberation with Pastor Eric Otibuatin from ICG's Holy Hill Temple, Sotium Accra. You are about to listen to the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord has the power, the proclivity and the propensity to uplift you and liberate you from any pit of mediocrity onto the hill of prominence. Stay tuned and listen to the word of the Lord. Word I have entitled How to be victorious all the time. How to be victorious all the time. How many of us want to be victorious all the time? All the time. We want to be victorious. Okay, thank God. And I pray for you that may God let it be so for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. As a child of God, you know, in our walk with the Lord, there are principles that we have to follow. Amen. Amen. You can't walk with God and follow your own principle. Amen. You can't say that you want to get married and don't want to follow the dictates and some of the instructions that are laid down as a married couple. Amen. So if you want to engage yourself in something, if you want to put yourself in something, or if you want to do something, there are things you have to do to be able to make sure that thing will work for you. Amen. 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 So the same way, in our walk with God, in this year of fruitfulness, the Bible gives us, uh, uh, our, our general Messiah gave, gave us some of the scriptures that support our theme this year, fruitfulness. And one of the scriptures that support our theme this year, fruitfulness, is Psalm 23. And Psalm 23 says that we shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters, which bring forth its fruit in each season, and whatsoever it does shall out, shall prosper. Say it will prosper. Say it will prosper. So in in our quest to make sure that whatever we do as Christians prospers depends on us. It depends on us. You can, you can be victorious all the time as a Christian, and you can also fail all the time as a Christian. Amen. The fact that you are a Christian, it's not automatic that all the things that you do work for you. But you can also be a Christian and walk with God in such a way that though you may go through persecutions and difficulties, but still, things will work together for your good. Amen. Amen. So I want us to look at our first scripture from 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse number 14. That is our foundational scripture. The Bible says that now thanks be to God. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Amen. Now thanks be to God which always causes us or causes us to triumph in Christ. Or see, in Shranka and Radinian Copon, now a young man, a young Christo Mudada. 
Hallelujah. So it means that if we want to triumph, if we want to be victorious in life, we cannot put away the factor of Christ or the factor of God and, be tri- and, and become victorious. Amen. We can only become victorious if we know our place in Christ. We can only become victorious if we know our position in Christ. If your position in Christ, you don't know, there is no way you can be victorious. And one of you must, we must also understand that if we can also maintain the factor of Christ or the factor of God in our lives, it means that the presence of God must always be with us. Are you with me? You must be a Christian. Or the presence of God must always be with you. If you are a Christian and you are devoid with the presence of God, there is no way you can be victorious in life. Because uh, the presence of God, a uh, presence, and presence If the presence of God is not with you, you can do whatever you want to do as a child of God, and you will never be successful in life. Amen. So if we want to be victorious as children of God, it means that we must always be in the presence of God. Because the Psalm 23 says that he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. It means that if that tree is not planted by the river of waters, it means that it cannot bear fruit. And the rivers of waters there does not mean just rivers of waters. It's a proverb that is telling us that we must always abide in his presence. Because the river or the, the waters or the rivers of waters is talking about the presence of God. So for us to be victorious in our daily life, the presence of God can never be looked down upon. So if the presence of God is like it's like Moses, Moses was talking in Exodus chapter 33. In Exodus chapter 33, verse 14 to 16, the children of God are coming out of Egypt. And now they are in the wilderness. They are about to enter into the promised land that God has promised them. And a time came, Moses realized that the children of Israel has become very stubborn. And for that matter, God is angry with them. So Moses, in Exodus 33 verse 14, he said that, And he said, My presence shall go with you, and you shall have rest, or I shall give you rest. This is God speaking. He said, My presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. Next verse. But look at what Moses said. And Moses also said unto the Lord, and he said unto him, If thy presence that God does not go with us, carry us no, carry us not up hence. So Moses is saying that God, if your presence does not go with us, don't let us go at all, because it is your presence that can give us victory. Because Omuhunu said, as they are triumphing, next verse, as they are going from, from the land of Egypt, it was the presence of God that brought them from the land of Egypt and brought them before the 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 the, the river uh, the, the the river Jordan. No, not the river, the, the Red Sea. So it was the presence of God that protected them and brought them to the Red Sea. When they came to the Red Sea, it was that same presence of God that parted the Red Sea into two. 
It was that same presence of God that closed the Red Sea back for them to walk in the wilderness. It was the presence of God that gave them victory through many people that they fought on the wilderness. So Moses is saying that, for how then, for how then will it be known that your people have found grace and favor in your sight, except you go with them? So if they say, except you go with them, not that the personality of God is going with them, but the presence of God is going with them. Are you with me? He was not saying that like the way you are seeing me here. God was not going with them in a, in a, in a person. But his presence. So he says that your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. He said, so how shall we shall be separate? How can we be separated from other people if your presence does not go with us? So what Moses was saying that, what would differentiate we, the children of God, from other people is your presence. If your presence does not go with us, we can't move any further. Are you with me? So what can give us victory as a Christian all the time? It's not the business we have. It's not the wife we have married. It's not the bank accounts. It's not the money in our bank accounts. But what can give us victory as children of God is the presence of God that we carry all the time. Say the presence of God. Say presence of God. If we want to triumph, if we want to be victorious over sin, if you want to be victorious over calamities, if you want to be victorious over 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 business that is not booming up, if you want to be victorious over that sickness that is worrying you, anytime we are looking for victory in our work with the Lord, our answer must be the presence of God. Amen. Because as soon as the presence of God is at post, there is nothing that can stand before the presence. Are you with me? There is nothing that can that can be a blockade to the presence of God. That, because the Bible says that even the blast of his nostrils, the blast of his nostrils parted the river Jordan into two. It was the blast of his nostrils. Oh yeah, say, and the river Jordan parted into two. So this is a God that even his the blast of his nostrils can part the Red Sea into two. How much more his presence? So Moses realized that for you to be a Christian, one of the things that can help you to be victorious in life is the presence of God. You can't carry the presence of God and go to an interview and you'll be denied. You can't carry the presence of God and be in the house of Potiphar and Potiphar will suffer. You can't be in the house, you can't carry the presence of God like the ark and be in the house of Obedidom and Obedidom will fail. Because the presence of God is God himself. There is no way the presence of God will be at a place and God will not be there. So if the presence of God is so powerful, how can we bring the presence? 
And how can we sustain? Because we are saying that the, the only way we can triumph, you will carry the presence. So if we have to carry the presence, then we must know how we can bring the presence and maintain the presence. Are you with me? We must know because whatever you don't know, you can, it can't work for you. We must know what brought the presence to the children of Israel and what made them become unconquerable. The presence of God. So let's look at Psalm 22. Psalm 22 verse number 3. Psalm 22 verse 3. Psalm 22 verse 3. I want to give me the new the King James. Psalm 22 verse 3. I am reading the new King James. When I finish, I will go to the King James. He said, but you are holy and thrown in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you delivered them. They cried to you and you were and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. So let's look at the new King James. The King James says that, but thou art God. Oh, thou, but thou art God. Oh, thou inhabitest the praises of his people. Amen. Amen. So what he is saying here, the psalmist is saying here is that David is telling us that what brings God's presence into his people. Are you with me? So David is saying that anytime we praise God, God come and stay in our presence. Anytime we praise God, anytime we lift the name of God high, anytime we worship God, anytime the praises of the children of God becomes rampant, God has no choice than to always stay in their midst. Are you with me? Are you with me? A presence. What you must do every time is to give God praise. What you must do all the time is to make sure you are giving God praise. Because when you give God praise, His presence inhabits in the praise of His people. The Bible says that the presence of God is enthroned in the praises of His people. So whenever you praise God, you cause God to bring His throne from heaven. Because that is what He says. He says, he enthroned in the praises of his people. So what it means is that whenever we praise God, we bring the throne of God from heaven down to where we are so that God will stay with us. And there is no way God will stay with you and you will go through difficulties. There is no way God will stay with you and you will look for husband and you will not get husband. There is no way God will stay with you. You are in the, you are you carry the presence of God and you are doing a business and the business is collapsing. No, it can't happen that way. So the presence of God can only come when the praises are always constant. When we fail to praise God. We fail to maintain the presence. And let me show you. Let me show you something that happened to the children of Israel. You know, there was children of Israel were supposed to be in, in Egypt as slaves for 400 years. Because God told 
Abraham that your children will be in the land of their enemies for 400 years and after that I will visit them but they were there for 430 years because they were failing to do what will bring God in their midst for God to come and save them so after 430 years they started crying to God they started calling God and God heard their cry and raised Moses to save them. Now Moses has saved them from the, from Egypt. And now they are in, through the wilderness. And they have conquered so many countries. Now they have gotten to a place close to a land called the land of Moab. And these people called the Moabites or the Moabites. They saw the children of Israel coming and they were afraid because they have heard what God has done with them, with the Egyptians. They have heard what God used them to do to another people called the Amorites. So when they heard all of them and they saw the children of Israel coming, they were afraid. I asked upon some acting. So they said what God has done with the children of Israel and they were, they were afraid. They didn't know what to do. And listen to what they did. The king instructed the, 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 the people to go and bring a certain prophet so that the prophet will come and come and curse the children of Israel. Are you with me? He sent the king, Numbers chapter 22. Numbers chapter 22, verse number 1. Then the people of Israel traveled to the plains of Moab and camped east of the Jordan River across the Jericho. Balak, son of Zippor, the Moabite king, had seen everything Israel, Israelites did to the Amorites. And when the people of Moab saw how, the, how many Israelites were, they were terrified. The king of Moab. And you know something? When the children of Israel, they were going, when they were going and they, they, they saw the, 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 the Moabites close to their land, they were afraid. The children of Israel were afraid to pass through the land of Moab. And the people of Moab too, they were also afraid that the children of Israel are coming. So at times, there are people you are afraid of. There are situations that you are afraid of. Those situations are also afraid of you. Because they saw what God has... You know, you went through some challenges in marriage. And you conquered it. And now you are battling your health. So the same way you conquered the marriage situation, the health problem sees you and the health problem is trying to run away. But you yourself, you don't know what God has done. So you are also afraid of the health. And you are saying that, hey, but that sickness also know that what God used you to do through your marriage predicament, God can do far better than what he did. And they know that God will take you through. But you yourself, you don't know. We will conquer them, we overcome them. But we ourselves, we don't know that we can overcome them. So the children of Israel are afraid that they are going to enter into a land called Moab. Moab. And the Moabites or the Moabites, they are also afraid. So the king called a prophet that this prophet should come and curse the children of Israel. So he sent some people to go and call the prophets. 
when they went, the prophet said, I won't come. Because what they are, what the king is asking me to do, I won't come. He consulted God and God said, Sack them and let them go. Then the king brought another group of people. Then they came to the prophet again. Then when they came, the prophet consulted God again. And God said, Now I will allow you to go. But when you go, whatever I will tell you, that is what you will do. Then the prophet went. When he went, he started doing whatever he's supposed to do. He started doing, he made the king build an altar. Then he did a sacrifice on the altar. Then he stood behind the altar. And he wanted to curse the children of Israel. But every time he tries to curse the children of Israel, then the curse will turn. Are you with me? And Pierre or do me Israel for no? Because the Israelites were many. There were many. When you look at the plain of the plain of, of, of Mamre, where they were coming from, there were many. So they, he looked at them. He wants to curse them. But anytime you open his mouth to curse them, then the curse will turn to blessing. So he tried the first time, it didn't work. Then he tried again the second time, that is in Numbers chapter 23. Numbers chapter 23, verse number 13. Then King Balak told him, Balak told Balaam the prophet, Come with me to another place. There you will see another part of the children of Israel, but not all of them. Curse at least that many. So Balak took Balaam to the plateau of Zephon on Pisgah Peak. He built seven altars there and offered young bull and, and a ram on each altar. Then Balaam said to the king, Stand by your burnt offering while I go there and meet the Lord. And the Lord met Balaam and gave him a message. Then he said, go back to Balak, the king, and give him my message. So Balaam returned and found the king, besides his burnt offering, with all the officials of Moab. What did the Lord say? Balak asked eagerly. Verse 18. This was the message Balaam delivered. Rise up. So he, 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 they have, they have built first altar. He wanted to curse them. He couldn't curse. They have built another altar and he wanted to curse them. And listen to what he said in verse 18. And he took up his parable and said, Rise up, Balak, and hear, hearken unto me, thou son of Zippor. Verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it and shall he not do it? Has he spoken and shall he not make it good? papa. Are you with me? Behold, I have received a commandment to do what? I have received a commandment to do what? I have received a commandment to bless. And has blessed 
and I cannot reverse it. Are you with me? I cannot change what God has sent me to do. Give me the new King James. He has not beheld iniquity. And the reason why God cannot curse the children of Israel or the prophet want to curse them and their curses is not going on. The reason why he couldn't curse them is because he wants to curse them. As for the prophet, he wants to curse them. There are so many prophets in Ghana. If you make a mistake, they will curse you. Do you know why? Because as for them, curses is in the Bible. So if curses in the, is in the Bible, if you, if you misbehave, they will curse you. They can even bless you with a child and take back the child. They can bless you with money and take back the money. So he said, behold, I have received a command to bless and has blessed them and I cannot reverse. Next verse. And has, he has not observed iniquity in Jacob, nor has he seen wickedness in Israel. Let's say here. He said, Israel now, he hasn't seen any iniquity and he hasn't seen any weakness or any wickedness in the midst of Israel. And for that matter, the Lord, his God, is with him. Him there is Israel. He's saying that because God has not seen sin in them and God has not seen wickedness in them, God is with them. And listen to this. Let's see the last part. Let's see the last part. And the shout of a king is in their midst. Pay, let, just pay attention here. A shout of a king is among them. And look at here. You see the king is not a small king. It's a big king. So it's not just a normal king. It's not a king of Israel because at that time they didn't have any king. So he said, and there is a shout of a king among them. We read the Bible all the time and we see things and we, we just we just read over. But there is there is a revelation here. He said, a shout of a king is among them. And because there is, but I believe that the, the first phrase that says that he has not seen iniquity in Jacob. No wickedness in Israel. But it's the same these children of Israel that were murmuring. And God said, I will kill them in the wilderness. So when it comes to iniquity, you and I can pinpoint some of the iniquities they were doing in the wilderness. But it wasn't about the iniquity that they were doing. There was a voice that was too heavy than the sin that they were committing. So whenever they sin, then the voice will cover their sin. He said, the shout of a king is in, among them. They were sinning. It was at that time that they told Moses that God has given us manna, but can he give us fish to eat? It was at that time that they looked for water. God gave them water, and they told Moses that, ah, did you bring us here to come and die? If we were in Egypt, we would have, we would have ate better food in Egypt. These people were ungrateful people. But yet still, God said there is no iniquity in them. Why? Because there was a voice in their midst. And that voice was a voice of a king. 
did this voice came to be? Remember when the children of Israel, after they have crossed the Red Sea, in Exodus chapter 15, after they have crossed the Red Sea, the Bible says that Moses and his sister called Miriam, they came together and they started composing songs for the children of Israel. And that is when they, they, they started singing some of their songs like, He has become our salvation. The Lord is our strength, our song. So they started singing praises and worship and was exalting the name of the Lord. So right from that time, when they started worshiping God, praising God, it brought the seat of God from heaven in their midst. So it wasn't about the sins they were sinning. It wasn't about the calamities they were doing. But when they started worshiping God and praising God after what God has done for them, there came a throne from heaven in their midst. So you know, at times you can sin, eh? Then the enemy will accuse you to God for God not to bless you. But when you pray, Jesus will just remove some of, he will just show up and tell God that it is because of this sister that I came to die. So he will just present his blood. And whenever he presents his blood, the Bible says that the blood of Jesus speaks better things than that of the blood of Abel. So it means that the blood of Jesus has a voice. Thank you for listening to us, Precious One. I hope your life were blessed after listening to the word of the Lord. God bless you for listening to the word of God. And if you want to contact us, Precious One, you can also contact us on this contact number, plus 233-246-721290. Plus 233-246-721290. 721290. If you want to email us, you can also email us on this email ericotibuatin3 at gmail.com. Ericotibuatin3 at gmail.com. Or you can also email us at otibuatinministries.com. Otibuatinministries at gmail.com. God bless you so much. Thanks for listening to us. Thank you.